Good morning. Happy New Year, church. We made it. 2022. Hard to believe that we're here, but I'm looking forward to a great start for this year. Now, there's no mistake that 2020, 2021, it's been hard on the church world all across the nation. In fact, church attendance is down about 47% across the nation. Even here at Windover Hills Church, we've seen it. A church of 160 is now, let's call it what it is, a church of 115 now of regular attender. I'm not quite sure how to add the numbers in for online. So if you're online, keep watching there. It's not that we forgot about you. We just don't always know how to keep track of who's who uh, in the online number and statistics since we get limited information. But about 115, that's our church. This year, this is what I want to challenge us to. I want to challenge us to really hunker in right here at Windover Hills. And I want to challenge us to make this the best little church on all of Joy Drive. All right. Uh, my attempt at humor in the new year. Uh, the best little church in all of Wendover Avenue. How about that? The best little church in all of the triad. We just want to make Wendover Hills Church a place where people can come, find Jesus, find community, find joy and hope in their life, and plug in to a family. And even though we would say, hey, we're down at 115, we believe this is a place that that can happen. So here's what I'm asking this year. And then I want to jump in to a passage that encourages us in this way. I want to challenge everyone that's in that 115. You call Wendover Hills your home. You're a regular attender. You're a member. You've been coming. I want to challenge you. Hunker down and make this home this year. Help build this church this year. Help do whatever it takes to plug in here and advance the kingdom here at Windover Hills to grow us here as well. Now, we have a, a goal as a staff to grow back to 150 over the course of this year. Now, that's just a number goal. We kind of set that on the side. We think about all the things we want to do to help towards that. We want to build community this year. We want to make sure you know each other and enjoy each other and spend time. We want to make sure it's a place when you bring a new family along with you, they find hope and connection and community as well. We want you to have fun at church, right? I want you to come and enjoy your time here and laugh and smile. I want to make sure you're growing in God's word as well. I don't want you to be the same at the end of the year uh, after we've tried a year of helping you grow. So we want to help you and teach you how to do that as well. And so this year, we want to challenge you plug in here. Now, next Sunday, we're going to talk about things called expectations. What, what would we ask of you, each of you individually and ourselves as well as staff? What would we ask of everyone that calls Windover Hills home to help us grow, to help us build back here at Windover, to help us be the best little church that we can be here in the triad? We'll talk about that next Sunday. But this Sunday, I just want to make sure you understand we're challenging you to plug in and to do whatever you can do right here at Wendover Hills to make this an incredible church for God's glory and for his kingdom as well. 
So hey, let me share with you a passage because I think it really starts with this. Jesus is with his disciples. So these are his closest followers, right? And he's spending time with them as he did. But on one such occasion, he kind of turns to them and has this, uh, call it existential moment, where he asks them this deep, impactful question. In fact, you're going to find it's a question that you have to ask yourself. If you have a desire to make God a priority in your Christian life, you have to ask this question. The answer to this question will let you know if God is going to be a priority in your life or if he's just going to be mingled in with all the other things of your life. It's found in Matthew chapter 16. So let me challenge you, go get your Bible, Matthew chapter 16, or look it up on your phone. Put your own eyeballs on it. You know I'm not here to entertain you, so put your face on this and look at the passage, Matthew chapter 16. We're going to start in verse 13 with this question Jesus has of his disciples. Now, this is a question that I think you'll be tempted to to give a really quick church answer. You learned it in Sunday school. You've heard it in church. You kind of know what the right answer is, so you'll just say it. I'm going to challenge you not to do that, but to really process, what do you really think about this question? What really is the core and heart of the answer in your life? Because the answer will really dictate two things. It'll dictate where you're really at in your Christian life, And it'll tell you where the starting point is to grow further and to grow deeper in Jesus over 2022. So Matthew chapter 16, I think I've given you enough time to get it now. Here's what it says, starting in verse 13. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea Philippi, he asked his disciples, here it is, who do people say the son of man is? So What's the word on the street? What's my rep out there is what he's asking. They replied, some say John the Baptist, others say Elijah, still others, Jeremiah and one or one of the prophets. Translation, hey, nothing new here. Just the same old, right? A revival of the old, the old prophets. Here's the question Jesus responds with and the question you need to hear today. But what about you? He asked, who do you say I am? Who do you say I am? That should be a piercing question to you and I. Jesus asking the question, who do you say that I am? Now, Peter pipes right up as Peter often does. Here's what Peter says. You are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Now, that's the right answer, right? And that's the answer I told you. Don't knee-jerk jump to that answer. But Peter does. And let me tell you what they meant when they said Messiah, son of the living God, Christ. They knew that what they were really saying is you are Lord, You are the one that we would abandon everything in our life to follow and to surrender before. You are the thing that ourselves and our whole nation has hoped and longed for all the way back to the days of Abraham, their father. And here, Peter is declaring it in Christ. You are it. You are Christ. You are Lord. You are the one worthy to surrender and bow down. The question's before us. Who do you say Jesus is? Who do you say he is? 
Now listen, if you get past just the knee-jerk Sunday school answer and you really ask yourself this question, and you really confess before yourself, your heart, or maybe another person to talk to as well, this is who I think Christ is. Because this is how life works. We have different priorities in our life, top to bottom. And we know we're supposed to say God is the number one priority and God is up here. And then there's two through 10, 11, 12, whatever, right? But this is how we often think about it. We think God's number one, but you know, sometimes I can't focus on God. I can't do this up here. I got to take care of two through 10 or two through 12, right? I got to take care of these things. And one has to be abandoned. That's not how priorities work in the kingdom. This is what they are saying when they declare Jesus as Messiah. They are saying, you are it. And everything else in my life will be filtered and understood and prioritized based on you. You as Christ. Why? Because as a Christian, and even though they weren't called that yet here, we know they were followers of Christ. As a Christian here, they understand Christianity means full surrender to Jesus Christ. Surrendered. Surrendered. That's a powerful term. And it has great implications to our life. You see, they knew that not everybody was surrendered here. Certainly the religious leaders weren't surrendered. The people were still kind of listening and figuring it out. We have different instances, even in this book of Matthew, in the book of John, where it says some believed and then some didn't believe. We have those type of references. But they were convinced. This, this is where they were going with their life, full tilt. Now, if you so wanted to know, well, what became of their life? What did they do for the kingdom? Well, you can read the rest of the Gospels. You can read the book of Acts to learn more about Peter and Paul. You could read the rest of the New Testament, John as well, and you will see the great adventure God took them on. And this is what I wonder. In your Christian life, is that what you want? Do you want to be impacted in such a way that God will take you on an incredible adventure? I mean, filled with all kinds of things for his kingdom? Or are you content just having kind of a belief system that sits on a shelf that you grab every once in a while to work through? This is the question before us today. Who do you say Jesus is? Who is he to you? Who is he? I would encourage you to answer that question honestly. Because here's the thing. If we had 115 people at Windover Hills who boldly answered this question the way Peter answered it, you are the Messiah, the son of the living God. Look out. Who knows what we could do as a little church in this area? There's just 12 guys in front of Jesus declaring these words, and I'm not even sure all 12 of them were quite declaring it with their full heart yet. And they turned the world upside down. What could this group of 115 at Windover Hills plugged in loving their church, but loving Jesus as Christ even more? What could we do? This year I'm challenging you because we need every single one of you, every single one of you striving to declare Jesus as Lord and Messiah of their life in this way and plugging in in action at Windover Hills to make this the best church the best church it can be in the triad, reaching people everywhere, impacting your life and my life as well as we reach people who don't yet know Jesus Christ.
there's a great mission, a great mission to be on. Listen, Christianity, listen to this. Christianity without the mission is boring. It's so boring. It's just singing a few songs, listening to a few messages, having a few potluck dinners, all that kind of stuff, which might be fun for a little while, but it gets pretty boring and drab. But you throw in the mission and all those other things come to life because we know what those things are doing is they are challenging us, inspiring us, and empowering us to go do mission as well. All of it is good. All of it is good. None of it works without mission as well. How does mission happen? We ask ourselves a question. Who do you say Jesus is? Who is he really? Who is he to you? Get honest with this question. Answer this question. Because this year, your answer could make a huge, huge impact in the life of this church, Windover Hills Church, where God has placed you. Now, we believe the church is the church universal. It's so much bigger than Windover Hills. We're just a small, small piece of the pie. But this is where we're at. This is where God has placed you and I. And so this year, hunker down at Windover Hills. Do everything you can for the church. Show up every Sunday. Get into the word every day. Get yourself into a small group. Financially support the church. Serve when we offer serving opportunities. Take care of the kids down the hall. Greet at the door. Turn to somebody that you don't know in the sanctuary and say, hey, I'm Tom. You don't say Tom, that'd be weird. But do everything you can do to impact people, everything you can do to build and grow this church in God's kingdom in 2022. The Lord bless you. I hope you had a great first start to your year. We look forward to seeing you in person next week as we keep this thing rolling in 2022. I love Windover Hills. I hope you love Windover Hills. And let's, let's just roll and see what God wants to do. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this morning. Thank you for just, just a quick, powerful punch, Lord of asking a question that will transform our heart, Lord, if we ask it honestly, answer it honestly, and then let you take us forward. And then, Lord, would you inspire us to plug in here at Wendover Hills, to love our church, to love what our church is about, and to say, this is who we are, Lord. We're 115 people loving you, wanting to grow in you, and wanting to make a difference in the triad. So, Lord, empower us to that end. We pray this in your son's name. Amen. Amen. Lord bless.